1: Iron Overload.io Hardcore, episode 56 coming your way. Today we're going to talk about all about nootropics and what is a nootropic. So, you know, these are these are definitely things that we're seeing more and more places start selling. We have a high-paced society today. We, uh, we're expected to juggle multiple things at a time. This isn't the way things used to be back in your day, mobster, where you have one job and you come home. And, you know, you watch a little TV and you go to bed now, you know, everybody has a, a, a real job, a hustle job, three hustle jobs. They have a business on the side. They have multiple businesses. I know so many people, they own five, six different businesses. They come home. They don't have time to to, to, to watch TV. They, they, they got things to do at home. They got to take care of their kids. They got to take care of their dogs, their cats. They've got three cars. They got a boat. Everybody wants everything, you know. So this is a different time. Um In fact, among the younger generations, um, after the millennials, uh, we we know according to to uh, the the numbers, thirty three of Americans work a side hustle. That's one out of three. And among young people, it's it's over fifty percent. So we love working. We love hustling. All right, and. A lot of us, we get, become mentally exhausted and there's things out there to improve your cognitive functions of our brain. And, um, you know, if you want to succeed so you don't fall behind, you've got to have a strong, strong, strong mental capacity. You got to have a strong brain. If you just sit around and just feel, feel sorry for yourself all day and you don't have any get up to you, you're going to fall behind in today's modern economy. We're seeing that happening with people. So we got to do it. You know, we're all type A personalities. We got to do it. So nootropics are a really, really cool day. And it's not an accident um, that people are doing it today, but it is an accident the way they discover nootropics. So in the 60s, scientists wanted to develop a form of GABA. It's an important neurotransmitter that fires off in the brain to help us relax and sleep better. So GABA is one of the most popular supplements that people take to help them calm down and help them fall asleep. That's the reason why a lot of people can't fall asleep, because they have low GABA levels. As you get older, your GABA levels start dropping. And scientists were investigating it, because what happened was stimulants, the coffee intake, so many people were drinking coffee now, that that was causing GABA to come suppressed. So they started studying GABA. In the process, they stumble across a molecule called paracetam, and the term nootropic was termed by Professor Corley Eurigy in 1972. So he came up with five criteria, officer, for a molecule to act selectively towards the integrative activity of the brain. They are as follows. Number one, must aid with improving working memory and learning ability. The next one is he helps support brain function even when the brain is lacking oxygen or has an electric current going through it. Number 3 protects the brain from chemical toxicity or physical toxins. Number 4 enhancement of natural cognitive functions. Number 5 non-toxic to humans while also not causing depression. So these are the things that they wanted to that 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 he got uh, when it comes to the criteria of it so a lot of these nootropics mobster that they're putting out today and advertising and stuff they don't fit these five hell they don't even fit the last one we just talked about non-toxic <laughs> some of these things that some companies are putting out are toxic and should not be in our body so it's very very important to make sure when you do uh, mess around with new tropics that you are sticking to natural nootropics and not some of these chemically enhanced or phony nootropics that are that are being put out there that are just labeled as nootropics so we're going to get into that as well mobster what are your thoughts so far
0: as in the pre-show with steve i actually said the two things that we don't really think of as nootropics are caffeine is an obvious one in terms of when we're tired and being able to suddenly uh raise our levels of alertness and enable us to get our sorry asses out of bed in the morning and get to work and drive and not have accidents. And then when we get there, be better at our jobs. So caffeine becomes a, a nootropic, but we don't think of it in that particular way, but it is. And another one, and surprisingly, funny enough, as a supplemental thing, creatine. I said to Steve that uh, creatine is a nootropic because in a specific example, it was shown to increase some of the brain function, memory, et cetera, et cetera, in patients with uh, symptoms for dementia so funny enough there you go something that we take for physique enhancement performance <laughs> enhancement actually helped with brain function and that's and uh, ironically steve although that was a study done it's actually been shown to improve it in people like ourselves who don't have that particular issue at this time but nootropics for me is a kind of funny thing and i want to get into it a little bit right so it's come from stuff like mushrooms with microdose dosing of LSD. It's come from, ironically, uh, use of speed and very powerful stimulants. And 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 uh, uh, I'm trying to think of a particular way, but uh, drugs like cocaine and and being on on, on uh, amyl nitrate or whatever, fetamine uh, sulfate sulfates, a particular one for speed, in in terms of a uh, guy, well, I'm more function and I can do so much more, and the house is that much cleaner. Blah, 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 blah. And then you get burnout and whatever else. Uh, people, if you don't put the work in, for example, we're going to get into this specifically, Steve, college students, university students, people doing studies and doing exactly what 18 or 25 year olds do when they go to college, college university, no different from anybody else. And if they don't do the revision, if they don't attend the lectures, you don't suddenly have the ability to remember things that you didn't attend or books that you didn't read and so on and so forth. Equally... The whole, All these podcasts, every single podcast that we do, whether we're talking about the history of the sport or whether we're talking about specific drugs, are ultimately, Steve, of course, about physique enhancement. And something that occurred to me as I was walking down today from the gym to do this podcast now was, I have made this comment a million times, Steve. For me, at the level that I've managed to get to in my chosen niche within a sport is as much about my physical prowess, my bone structure, my tissues, my muscles, as it is my mental ability, and I don't call myself a genius or anything daft like that, but my ability to focus and my ability to have the desire and to look for performance enhancement mentally as well as physically to get in the gym and do the work to a level that someone else has not done. And that includes cognitive ability. That includes recall. That includes being analytical with my training programs and so on and so forth. So, While I'm kind of on the cusp in some ways, you can't sort of drug your way out of stupidity you can enhance your ability to do what is already there to a greater level with for example some of the nootropics that we're going to discuss today steve all
1: right so let's get into what they are and how they help so they're smart drugs they're natural substances that can improve brain function they can be made from plant extracts or synthetic drugs produced in a lab um and, and as mobster mentioned a lot of people use them to improve their life by making their brains work better but the thing is like with with like with with coffee you know people get up in the morning they're like oh they're walking around you know they're brain dead and then they drink coffee and boom they wake up that isn't the same thing as what nootropics are trying to accomplish nootropics aren't something you take you know for this it, it's not the same thing so new tropics basically. It takes your it doesn't take you from being like brain dead. I can't function at all. I need my coffee. I'm addicted to coffee. Boom, now I drink coffee and I'm awake like a normal person. Nootropics take it to another level. So someone in my situation who doesn't drink any coffee at all, doesn't take any stimulants. If I were to take a nootropic, I would basically I would go from like a very, very high level of brain functionality to an extremely, extremely, extremely high level. So we're talking like people who are like really, really doing these types of, of, of jobs and these activities where they have to use a lot of their brain power more than, than necessary. So that's the idea behind nootropics. It wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, produced to be like coffee where, oh my God, I take it and now I'm awake. You know what I'm saying? So in fitness, um, we're going to get into the fitness, uh, benefits in a second, but go ahead, mobster. You wanted to jump in.
0: Yes, Dave. I mean, look, in very, very simple terms, crude crude terms, Steve, as you say, if I take coffee, I'm more alert. I'm more awake. It doesn't raise my IQ. It uh, doesn't necessarily increase my ability to remember things. Uh, and like I said, when I refer to the nootropic stuff, and I think it specifically works. So let's use a very simple example, and this is actually where some of the micro and stimulatory stuff came from. The IT industry, and I'm thinking specifically... Of the so called uh, Silicon Valley type stuff, where some of these articles back in the day first appeared, where they were microdosing LSD, microdosing uh, mushrooms, and so on and so forth. And the idea was these guys are super creative. They're on the leading edge of what they already do. They're out there trying to be even more creative than they already was. So they're trying to think differently. They're trying to code differently. They're trying to be more creative and so on and so forth. So the only way that you end up in Silicon Valley is if you already like that. You don't go from you know, 80 IQ, 90 IQ, 220 IQ, 140 IQ. But what you do do is, let's say, for example, 140 IQ, you're full on, you are ready to rock and roll. And if you do have that creative spark, if you do have that ability, and you already should have, because that's the reason why you're there, now you can do this. And especially in kind of using the scenarios that Steve touched upon earlier on, you're doing it for longer, and you're doing it at a higher level all the time. As a great example, Steve and I do this podcast, we write articles, I've written stuff in the past, and sometimes, Steve, I go back and go, what the fuck was I doing that day? I can barely comprehend that the the language that I was using was so well, it was written nicely, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and when my creative juices are flowing, it's there. But sometimes I go back and maybe I'm an adult day. Maybe I haven't literally had enough I think maybe I'm not in my creative mood or whatever else. And I'll read like, Oh, that was really good. I can hardly believe I did that. And that's exactly what happens sometimes with individuals. So nootropics to enhance what already is there to a greater level. And a good example would be if it was a simple measure that today and every single day normally uh, my brain functions at a level called 100 uh, but when I wrote those articles, my brain was functioning at a 115. Nootropics are going to get me to that 115 because I have the ability to be there, but it's not always there when I want it to be. And that's how you should kind of perceive nootropics, to enhance what already is there. Now, in terms of our gym performance, it is the optimal idea that we like to play around with, which is that when I arrive at the gym, when I hit the weights, now, of course, nootropics can be used in that outside of the gym, it's going to have me focused, it's going to have me ready, it's going to have my mind quote unquote in the muscle, it's going to have me driven in the way that my best workout, Steve best workouts, ever was. And so if we look at it just for the performance and harpers purpose purposes, Steve, it's ideally going to give you that best workout that you had once, more than once, more frequently, more often. So, yeah, back to you.
1: Yeah. So let's kind of understand a little bit more what Mobster is talking about. So the first way that they work at, at your advantage They is they increase blood flow to the brain. And that helps with feeding the brain with oxygen. So obviously what you mentioned at the beginning about dementia, that's one big, big part of it. When blood, it, it's, just not, it's just not with the brain, it's everywhere. Because when blood flows throughout our body, it's a very, very good thing, obviously. That's how people end up getting heart attacks because they have poor blood flow. That's how people end up with erectile dysfunction because they have issues with blood flow. Okay. Blood flow is not going to your penis. You're not going to get hard, (laughs) right? So it's the same thing. So, a lot of the factors in our place, we've got to do a lot of things in our body to improve our health. And then the nootropics will be all the much more advantageous. But if you're just in a really, really bad place and you take nootropics, you're just not going to get the full benefits out of them. So, another way they work is by protecting our brains from damage from aging or toxins we might be exposed to. Again, brain health. That is very, very important. So look, dreaded brain fog. Are you a person that gets brain fog all day? Now, there could be a lot of factors for that. Um, You know, poor sleeping habits obviously are going to cause brain fog. That's very, very important to get good quality sleep. Um, Brain fog and nootropics will definitely help promote the transfer of fatty acids into cells. That's going to help. Another benefit is the ability to promote receptor sensitivity in the brain. By firing off neurotransmitters. We talked about GABA earlier, but also adrenaline, dopamine, acetylcholine is another one as well. And then L-theanine, the ability of nootropics to increase brain waves, that is huge. And that can definitely help fire off your brain and make you think better, as Mobster said. And look, brain regeneration can slow down. The aging of our brain activity as we get older. That's another big benefit as well. So these are things, if you're, you know, trying to think better throughout the day, that's how nootropics can help you. But the fitness benefits are also really, really huge. And you know, in the gym, nootropics can benefit you. So one of the things they can help as athletes is producing a stronger mind to push through the personal limits and goals, mental energy, motivation. That's one of the things that you can do. And there's different levels of neutropos. We're going to get them in a second. But when it comes to fitness, how many times do people, you know, they they go to the gym and they just don't feel like working out and they go and they go, go through the workout and it's just like a crappy workout. I'm just amazed at how poor a lot of people train. And a lot of that, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And they just don't have the mental capacity to to be able to pull it off. What you need to do, it's it's tough. It's a grind, you know. Get into it, master.
0: So as some of our listeners know, Steve, I've I've performed in my own chosen niche at world class level. Listed by other people, I was considered at one point one of the top ten in the world, and I won. Multiple British and uh, multiple four times British, two times European champion before the sport was uh, as organized as it is now, and hopefully will become more organized in the future. So, one of the things that would occasionally come up, right, is that there are individuals in the sport who've done absolutely crazy things that were, uh, I think I outweigh probably by 100 pounds, Steve. And equally, I've also, as I've mentioned on other podcasts and online, thoughts about how I've been around some absolutely elite-level, world-class athletes, specifically in strength, strongman and powerlifting, but in occasionally other sports as well, black belts, people you've seen on TV doing certain levels of performance. And I've been recognized by those individuals for having certain particular ability in my niche, in in, in the grip sport specifically, and to a lesser degree, just general strength. Right. So one of the conversations that would occasionally take place is what is it about me, or for that matter, them, performing at the level that they perform at, Steve, that is different from someone else that might have the physical attributes, the bone structure, the connective tissue. So one of those things would be drive and ambition. Sometimes I've described what we need to do to get to an elite level is we kind of need to be fucked up, unduly focused, obsessive in a particular way. Now, when you're around individuals like that, you've all got it. You've all got it bad, Steve. So you know it does. It becomes almost normal to you. In reality, it's not, but it becomes kind of normal to you. So there to stand out in that group, to to kind of ignore some of the normal things of life or whatever Ross requires a kind of mindset, a switching on the brain, almost a primitive response uh, above and beyond what the next person. I've remarked that I've competed with people, very nice people, Steve, who've literally just come there to get PBs, and God help me make up the numbers whereas i'm there to kick their fucking asses and i've literally started i'm I'm analytical who can beat me who can't what are they good at can i beat them on it and so on and so forth so the brain side of me what i call the desire is where i think when i've coached people i do incredibly well i will hook into what motivates them i would get them as steve said sometimes with a normal individual what is a lazy day and because i've achieved a certain level of no CR in performance. I can get a good workout of that person, normally just going for the emotions, like Steve said. And yet, there's no magical thing coming off of me going on to them. It's literally their desire to perform just to please me. And it's the desire to do what they want to do that I've enhanced. Now, with nootropics, that's kind of what you're doing for yourself. You're looking for the edge, that extra 1%, that session of all sessions that I touched upon earlier on, And you make that happen more. So it's a kind of interesting thing where I think, especially when I've been around as elite level athletes, what makes you stand out from that group, what drives you to becoming the champion has to be the brain and the way you think and your desire more than the body because I've got what they've got. Same bone structure, same wrist size, same connective tissue, et cetera, et cetera. They're they're all big motherfuckers, Steve. We're all... At the top level in strong manner, every fucker's 300, 330, 340, 350 pounds. They're all big. But the difference is the brain. So the nootropic thing is, for us, in performance enhancement, is that part where that person's ability to have the brain function, to specifically focus. And here's the thing, Steve, as well, what I think nootropics are especially good at. To be able to focus on one thing, almost exclusively, almost like you've got blinkers on a horse momentarily because in strongman the event itself is a few minutes multiple times six seven times if, if it's a, an all-day strongman or powerlifting or whatever through the day uh, almost almost so that nothing else matters and nootropics for me would be the sort of product that would enhance that thing i could still go around the shops and do shopping i could still walk around the park still do normal stuff but when it comes to performance enhancement. I want to be, what's the phrase that people like to use, Steve? And this applies to outside the sports with spellers within sport. I want to be able to flick that switch and be in the zone. And I think that phrase probably covers the way that we want to feel, the way that we want to think, and our ability to do certain particular things, whether it's doing IT or weightlifting, in the zone. And that zone, that place. enhanced, I think, by nootropics. There's a bunch of other things you can do as well. Something very, very quickly, Steve's already said this. So age is perfectly normal, guys, not to have the ability mentally that you had when you was 18 or when you was 30, when you was at your best. If your your diet's poor, if if your training's poor, if you lack exercise, if you're sitting there smoking and drinking, do not expect to be the genius that you once was on fire and kicking ass and quote, unquote, in that zone when you was 18, 19, 20 years of age. So you can do a bunch of things for yourself, but if you're already at that level, and I'm thinking of back back to the Silicon Valley analogy earlier on, Steve, then you already should be doing those things. Get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, go getting your steps in, having food delivered to you, and now you're looking for something to take you another step. And I think personally, Steve, a new topic for me would be something that keeps me more frequently, more regularly in that zone, in that place. And it's why I think, in terms of IT and in terms of AI, we're going to see some absolutely crazy stuff creatively in the next five to ten years. We're already starting to see those kind of things in that part. We might see those things, again, that people are using the tropics in art. We might see it in in writing. And we're certainly starting to see the the niche, the peak level, if you like, as we get closer and closer and closer to what human beings are capable of physically in sports. It's going to be fractional seconds, fractional gains, but the, each those athletes nearly always want that last little quarter of a percent that's going to take them forward, and and give them something. And again, nootropics might be something for them that's going to give them that particular quarter percent.
1: So let's get into what are specifically nootropics. So, and there's amphetamines out there. Ritalin's been around for many, many years, decades but it started to get more and more prescribed especially in the 90s in the United States at least for children with ADHD you know the kids not listening in class the the teacher you know is having a hard time with them whatever the parents take them to a psych- psychologist or psychiatrist you know get psychiatric help whatever and then of course they put them on pills and and one of the choices with them were, were ritalin adderall as well that that started getting really popular toward the end of when i started going to college some kids were de- definitely taking things like this uh, to make it through their classes, um, and you know these were prescribed for people with uh, severe, you know, ADHD. And now people, even with a little bit of ADHD, can easily get these prescribed to them by doctors. You know, and there's others out there as well um, that are just stimulant-based nootropics and. These are designed to help with narcolepsy and, and, and uh, other types of, of different uh, problems. So at the end of the day, synthetic drugs like this, that re- you know they require a prescription. And look, we don't recommend using these unless a doctor prescribes them for you and is monitoring you. So that's very, very important. Um, some of the other natural nootropics that are out there that we use in fitness are Rodelia rosea. 600 milligrams a day that will help in um, a, in AlT up to a thousand milligrams before exercise that will help. And then you have other things. L-theanine mentioned that earlier up to 900 milligrams a day. And mobster mentioned creatine earlier as well. Those are things that are found in a lot of supplements we take already but there are also things that you can take on their own. And those are things that you can take on a daily basis or before your exercise that are natural supplements that can definitely act as um, as a nootropic. So caffeine something something mobster, you know, in, in England, especially they, in Europe, northern Europe, they love caffeine. They love coffee. It's, it's extremely important. Um, they drink it a lot. Um, and in America, we drink it a lot as well. But they drink it a lot more than we do. So uh, up to six hundred milligrams a day of caffeine can re can uh, reduce the reaction time for tasks in humans. So that's a big one. You see truck drivers who who are driving early in the morning. They've got a cup of of coffee sitting on their dashboard, and they're drinking their coffee because the reaction time. It can make the difference between getting in an accident and not. But the problem is with caffeine as I try to harp on people. When you are just addicted to it, it's counterproductive when it comes to this. So you must be cycling your caffeine. If you're using coffee as a nootropic, you must cycle it. Otherwise, it's going to be counterproductive. Because remember, when you use a stimulant like this and you use caffeine, it's going to have an opposite effect in your body. So it's going to make your GABA levels actually plunge. So it will actually work against you as a nootropic once you get Like so addicted to it where you need it every day. So if you need it every day, you know you're addicted to it. And that's where it's not going to actually benefit you. So you're going to have to take other nootropics to make up the difference. Um, Sadly, nicotine has been used by some to improve alertness and motor function. Um, Nicotine gum, patches, um, you see these vapes, people who vape all the time, that's basically what they're doing. They're taking a nootropic all the time. And that's Basically something that Mobster and I, that's a no-no. Mobster and I both agree, stay the hell away from that stuff. I see so many people addicted to vaping. It's really, really sad. You're basically turning your brain into mush when you do that. Don't do it. Don't even get into it. Um, A lot of teenagers are vaping. Shame on whoever sells it to them. Should be put in prison for doing that shit. So here's some more safe nootropics that I really like. Ginkgo biloba. Very good for the elderly you can get that for your grandparents or your parents helps reduce cortisol with younger people before taking before exercise. So that's a good one to take. You can take that before you train. Ginseng 400 milligrams a day helps with brain fatigue. It helps with math. So if your kid, you know, uh, if you're, if you're a younger guy, and I don't want to say kid, but if you're a young guy in high school, listen to this or in college and you want to some help here, getting through with your studies, crashing for an exam or whatever, try ginseng. Uh, Resveratrol. Um, This is the one that's found in the skin of certain fruits. In the 80s, there was a big thing about it that was found in wine. It's not found in wine at any any, uh, substantial quantities enough to make wine healthy. That's what the wine industry likes to push. Um, That's the supplement. But you can basically get more of that by simply eating a lot more fruit and fruit has nootropics the within them. And so, um, you know, look into your diet. Look into improving your diet. Uh, mobster, do you have any others uh, you want to add in?
0: No, not not in terms of... Uh, let me give you an example, not necessarily of, um, sorry, natural and or safe ones. I've touched upon... I mean, this is a good example. And I actually wrote this down while Steve was talking. So we're going to want peak performance. We're going to want our brains lit... And as I said, in the zone, etc., etc. So, here's another way. And I've already touched upon diet and and uh, good food, good nutrition, good uh, exercise, etc., etc. And these are kind of obvious. Anything that keeps you, quote unquote, young is going to help your brain work as much as the body. And Steve touched on it earlier on. So, here's an obvious one, especially if you're using the prescription stuff or some of the more exotic uh, nootropic, Steve, time off. Um, I know what peak performance is supposed to be like and there's absolutely no way even if i increase the frequency with nootropics even if i enhanced my quote-unquote ability to go into the zone i can't be there 24 7 365 steve i i know for example just use myself again this from experience my best was one or two times a year at my absolute best versus me trying to compete at four times a year if, and I can think of actually a, a well-known person within the industry as was, who ended up using stimulants and kind of burnt out and actually ended up with mental issues, would be Mike Mensa, He was using uh, speed and stimulants like that to try and stand awake for days at a time, Steve, when he was trying to produce a magazine and trying to write absolutely crazy stuff that was, you know, he was super popular at the time. So you need time off. You cannot keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Your brain has a limit. Your body has a limit. You have burnout. This happens in all of the creative industries. So I would much rather, as Steve said, use the natural ones versus the artificial ones. And if I was using the artificial ones, and we've actually got this in an article that we're going to associate with the podcast, the, the suggestion here is safe to use daily, but some are not. Some are better used at very low doses, with you slowly increasing the dosages, And like I said, I would prefer, Steve, for example, not to use them all the time. I would prefer to save them from where I absolutely need to. And I use the analogy right at the beginning of the podcast when I talked about college and university students, Steve. So when you're doing your exams, don't use them all year to make up for a lack of attendance or whatever, and then expect, as I said, to just take the exams, use the nootropics, and boom, you're ready to rock and roll. No. You'd be better off doing the actual work and then enhancing the work that you put in at the end and so on and so forth so it's stuff like that steve and again average joe that sits in an office average joe driving a truck average joe doing whatever else can enhance their ability to drive or work in an office or work in it or whatever it is that they do to a certain particular level but you're not suddenly going to become a genius and nor should you be using a performance enhancement tropics in this particular case constantly just to operate at what ends up becoming perhaps a normal level. So I would rather uh, be selective. I might, for example, Steve, if I was trying to be creative throughout the year, I might rotate through different nootropics. I wouldn't use the same ones all the time. I might save stronger ones or higher dosages for certain periods of time of the year, again, around exams and so on and so forth, when you know wage things are coming up, that kind of stuff. Or, for example, when big projects happen. What quite often happens, Steve, sometimes in those industries and in sport and whatever else, there's opportunities present themselves because you did so goddamn well on the last project, on the last thing that we was all working towards. Suddenly you become the star player and they want you to come off and do something else. And then you have industry burnout and there's no amount of nootropics or stimulants or whatever else that's not going to help you if you're not rested. It's not going to help you if you don't get enough sleep. How many times have we seen, any surprise to athletic endeavors as well as brain type stuff, where the guys are doing 18 hours. I've, we had, I remember just the other day, Steve, 18, 19-hour dates. You cannot do that forever and ever and ever. So there's a great example, guys. In terms of all of these kind of things, et cetera, et cetera, we're always looking for the ability to perform at a better level. We're always looking at the ability to enhance what we already do. And if we're hitting the gym consistently if our food good consistently if our cardio is on point and we want to become a better athlete then we're looking for an edge and nootropics for some of our listeners and there will be specific nootropics that you might want to look at and refer to in the articles and also online because we've got plenty of information some of our approved sources carry great dreams of them you need to look at them do a little bit of research and perhaps just ask what one will suit me and then again Use them when you need a certain peak level of performance. And again, today, the folks today would be in the gym. But there are other areas that could perhaps be enhanced at the same time. Please note, we are not doctors and opinions are ours. It is our view, and based on our experience and views on the topic, a podcast for informational purposes and entertainment only, the freedom of speech, and the First Amendment applies.